Hello friends, welcome to this new episode of MRCOG Briefing Verbatim Account by me. In today's episode, I'll be talking in a bit more detail about the MRCOG Part 3 exam in itself, the setup of the exam and what are the requirements. Well, before you set the exam, you need to pass Part 2 MRCOG exam and you need to have an assessment of training approved. That is also known as AOT. Well, you could get more information on this from the RCOG website. There is something like MRCOG Part 3 Global Guide, which is the webinar for people sitting outside the UK, Part 3 exam. And again, you could access this resource from the RCOG website, which basically gives you the latest information on how is the exam going to be conducted. For example, since the COVID pandemic, there there's been a change from a face-to-face exam to a digital part three exam. So nowadays uh, we have the digital version of this exam, uh, that is the virtual exam. And there are certain limitations to this setup because the digital model limits the number of candidates that can be participating in an exam compared to the face-to-face. Further information on the exam format, the venue details, the exam dates, syllabus and revision resources, all can be accessed from the RCOG website itself. Well, RCOG is aiming to get back to -to face-to-face version of the exam and most likely from November 21. But uh, I would say uh, get the latest information from the RCOG website page. Only new thing that is is like in places, for example, India, they have decided to go fully remote in their exam format. That is, the candidates can actually appear from home. And again, it's owing the pandemic and the lockdown situation. Well, today I'll be talking in a bit more elaborate way about the exam format. There's a few things that we need to know about the exam format. Again, all this information can be accessed from the RCOG website. So there are 14 tasks in a circuit. You'll actually be rotating in one circuit through all these different 14 tasks. You'll basically come across 14 station and each station is to assess one of the 14 modules, which is based on the exam syllabus or curriculum. Again, you can get that information from the website or you could actually get it through the strategy modules, which are basically the 14 modules. You will be assessed in the context of five domains in each station. These five domains are basically patient safety. One is communication, which could either be communication with the patient and or relative or it could be communication with colleagues. That is, it could either be a consultant communication, for example, in a prioritization station, or it could be a junior colleague or a medical student, for example, in a teaching station. The other domain is information gathering, basically, which includes your history taking. And finally, the applied clinical knowledge, which is the subject or topic matter based on the station. So how you apply that knowledge in that particular station. So there are three to four domains in each station that will actually be assessed. 
every station is 12 minutes in including two minutes reading time so overall you have 10 minutes time to actually perform in that station well saying that the task or scenario information or sheet is normally available also inside when you enter the room on the desk so if it's a face-to-face -face scenario you usually have the sheet outside on the board and you could access the same sheet inside which means if you want to take more time because you haven't finished reading the station you could actually go inside and finish doing that or refer back to those sheets in case if it is relevant to answer any of your question but as i said this is more relevant to face-to-face -face exam format and that is something i went through it might be a bit different with digital version of part three exam now there are two types of tasks in each station it could either be a structured discussion task where you're interacting directly with the examiner like how you do in a viva well the it could be in a form of a prioritization station or a direct question answer sort of discussion with the consultant and the other type of task that you'll come across is a simulated patient or colleague task which basically means it involves a role player and you'll actually be performing a station with the role player and you'll be assessed doing that by the examiner and sometimes you might also have a lay examiner so four tasks out of 14 tasks will have a lay examiner and as I said, they're mostly present in the simulated patient or simulated colleague task. They basically assess your communication skills, your information gathering, and most important, the patient safety. The patient safety in most of the stations is quite important. And it might even have an asterisk, which means if there is something about patient safety which you haven't mentioned, probably you might not get the desired result or marks. So the marks could be you are borderline, pass or fail. So you might still be borderline if you haven't really discussed about that particular patient safety is what I mean. Well, sometimes you might have a linked task. For example, in station one, you've been given a CTG and you're having a discussion with an examiner about the CTG, which is an abnormal CTG, for example. And following that station, the subsequent station is basically either breaking bad news because it led to IUFD and now you have to tell the patient about that. Or it could be consenting station where you have to consent that patient after cat cesarean section. So you might be teaching how to consent it to your junior colleague. But the whole idea is that these two stations are kind of linked one after the other. Now, the key mindset when you're appearing in part three exam is to consider this whole exercise of individual task or station being as your usual clinical day at work. You need to imagine being in that situation on your usual day at hospital, which means an NHS based setup and then you need to respond accordingly. Only thing is your response should be more prompt, preferably in a structured way, without loud explanation for your actions. And finally, all this has to be a bit time bound, that is within the range of 10 minutes.
So it's just this bit that you need to actually practice or do a lot of sort of practice sessions with your friends to prepare for your part three exam. Well, I think I'll come to the end of this episode here now. And in the subsequent episode, we'll talk about the study techniques, the various preparation courses, the key troubleshooting points that you need to remember before the exam. Thank you.